Why did you give me feet to dance? Why did you give me these hands to lift in you in pray? Thank you. 
And I will give you praise My heart will sing My heart will sing A thousand hallelujahs to your name My Lord My mouth will sing My breath will sing A thousand hallelujahs, Lord A thousand hallelujahs, Lord And I know that that still won't be enough To describe your greatness To ascribe your greatness <laughs> But I'll do it anyway with all I have, Jesus, with all I have, Jesus, I will praise you. I will praise you. Oh, 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 oh. Him, must worship him in spirit and in truth. Only man can offer God incense. Only man can offer God true praise. Only man can offer God true worship. And until you realize that worship is a privilege that God gives you, an honor to stand in his presence and bless his majesty.
ancient of days, bright and morning star, lily of the valley, you've captured my heart, lion of Judah, overcame form, what can I do? Ancient of days, <laughs> bright and morning star, lily of the valley, you have captured my heart, lion of Judah, you overcame for me, what can I do, Lord, I give you all the praise. Kneeling before 
Sando. This I know. I'll be one of them, Lord. I'll be one of them, Lord. I know what I will do.
right now in this moment under this anointing of the Holy Spirit I invoke the blood of Jesus to speak over every individual in this place today let that blood begin to speak to every force every entity every strategy every plan of evil every trap every snare every generational inconsistency every generational breach everything and anything of God that has disrupted the destiny of God over their lives every word that has ever come against them every mouth that has ever spoken against them every ill word that has ever spoken against them the blood of Jesus Christ today speaks condemnation to every work of Satan in the body every work of Satan in the household every work of Satan in the family bloodline every work of Satan yes in destiny every work of Satan in the soul father the blood speaks against it now I speak as one under authority. And I command you now, leave God's people alone. Come out of them. Come out of their lives. Lose yourself over the affairs of their lives right now. Halt every manipulation, every delay, and every incantation against them now in Jesus' mighty name. We bind your works and we say further no more. No more in the name of Jesus Christ. Every mammonic spirit, leave God's people alone. We break your power and influence over their lives. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty there is freedom i pronounce freedom upon god's people 
freedom upon their souls, freedom in their bodies, freedom in their lives, freedom in their finances, freedom in their destiny, freedom in their spiritual progress. I pronounce freedom over their lives. And I pronounce the walls of Jericho over their lives fallen down. Every erected stronghold falls down now under this anointing of God's Spirit. Every manner of oppression. I speak in the Spirit of the Lord. Your time is up. 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 Go! In Jesus' name. return again. Go! And never return again. Spirit of fear, go in Jesus' name right now. Go, I renounce the spirit of death right now. Go in Jesus' name. Diabetic spirits, spirits of infirmity, go! You unclean spirits, go! 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 I take authority over you. I take authority over you. You spirits of delay, go! Go! In Jesus' mighty name. You strongholds in the family bloodline, I rebuke you now. 
you have risen up against God's people. I rebuke you now, Paul, in Jesus' name. You spirit of her mind, I rebuke you now in the name of Jesus. Leave, 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 leave. Leave, 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 leave. mighty name you seductive spirits leave you deceiving spirits leave Destiny blockers, leave! Leave! I rebuke every lying spirit, Lema 3, Dankre 3, every lying spirit.
liberty 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 Last, go. 
tells us that nothing is hid from he whom we have to deal with, for all things are naked. Many times we don't realize that most of our lives' problems originate from the plane from which we are not consciously aware of. So we live up our lives trying to solve these issues of life, these problems of life aimlessly because we do not understand the nature of problems, the nature of circumstances, the nature of issues. Every problem, every issue in your life that you will ever encounter has a nature, a character, which most of the time is very spiritual. Because the spirit <laughs> is a womb, the realm of the spirit is a womb, whatever takes place or whatever issue we may face in our lives, will be reflected in the earth. The earth shows us what is either wrong spiritually with our lives or what is right. The earth is the dimension of manifestation. Everything from the spirit will show itself on earth. And many times, because problems are related to us, many times you find that the, 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 the issues with regards to our own spiritual lives are indicated by our own body, by our own souls, and even by our own dreams. And sometimes we don't realize why a certain issue perpetuates itself, continues itself without end. medical science, holistic science, human psychology cannot deal, properly deal with the issues that man faces. Because man only has one enemy. He is called the devil. 
the enemy of man's soul. And as long as he can hide himself, masquerade himself in a way that you cannot discern him, he will continue to wreak havoc in your life. Bible says to us how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all them that were oppressed by the devil. Oppression reveals itself in many forms, not just in bodily infirmities, not just in infirmities in the soul, but it indicates or it reveals itself in many aspects of our lives. Sometimes the factors are external. How can it be that a man, a man without any uh, uh, scholastic background, authority, bedrock, foundation, lead an entire nation, whereas a man with many degrees struggle to get a job? These are matters that only spiritual di diagnostics can reveal. See, the world wants us to be scientific in our approach because the world does not understand the dilemmas of the spirit. But doctors themselves, having gone through school, having gone through all the textbook that exists, can't even heal their own self. They are doctors today lying in hospital because that is So Satan is comfortable with having you pray without finding him out. He's fine with having you attend and do all your spiritual activities without having you find him out. Because there is no judgment to a thief who steals without being caught. He's only when he's found out should he pay. He's a law of the spirit. So he continues to steal, destroy, and wreak havoc in our lives because we can't really diagnose the issue. And the law of the spirit allows him to continually enact his havoc in our lives. All the while, we are crying, oh God, oh God. And we are crying in vanity because there is nothing that God will ever do about Satan. Satan is man's responsibility. He's not the responsibility of the divine. He's the responsibility of God, I mean of man. God gave man the authority in Christ to deal. So there are demons that will inspire you to pray, my friend. And never allow you to receive the insight and revelation of what is really causing your problem. 
because prayer will not alleviate an issue that is caused by a devil. It's not in the realm of prayer, it's in the realm of authority. So we wonder why as Christians, we pray, we do, we attend all night prayers, but nothing changes in our lives. As far as God's destiny is concerned, things are aligned. The answer is sent, but something must be done. So not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, and rulers of the darkness of this world. You must understand there, are, there, are, there is more in this world, brothers and sisters, that is against you and against your progress than you can ever imagine. <clears throat> and God has not left us without help. You must know the enemy of your soul. You must know him. Paul says, we are not ignorant of the devices of the devil. We are not ignorant. We are not ignorant. You wonder, you are doing all the right things. All the things that should be done to secure certain benefits of life. And nothing comes. Nothing happens. And you say, oh God, why is my life like this? Oh God, why is my life like this? What is religion but a spirit? And religion is that spirit that prohibits us from encountering encountering Genesis chapter number four. And that's why we are teaching you on how to possess your possessions. Hallelujah. 
chapter 4, verse number week I spoke about knowing your enemy, discerning your enemy. I want us to look at something here. The law of bloodlines. And how we can free ourselves from some of our old bloodlines. You there? Remember, God said this. God said life. Life. Is in the blood. It, that 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 reality. It still has not changed. Just life is in the blood. That tells us that the. The journey of life, the path of life, is controlled from where? So life is determined by the activities of the blood. If you, if we cut open your arteries and your blood spills all over, it's just a matter of time before you die. Yet, is not your spirit greater and stronger than your body? Even Jesus, when he had lost blood, he died. Yet, he had a spirit that was not from the spirit. The Bible says when they gushed and pierced into his side, water and blood came out, signifying that his heart had ruptured. And he died. He died. Though his spirit, though the, the nature of his spirit was stronger than what was killing him, he died. Why? Because the law of life is that life is in the blood. Life is in the blood. That's why when God said to Noah, kill and eat, yes, but don't eat enemy with blood in it. Because in eating, you are drinking its own blood. So this is a law that spirits understand clearly. The spirits understand clearly. They know if they want to disturb or distort the destiny of a man, they must walk to his family bloodline. Because what you do in your flesh affects you.
That is why when Adam sinned, the Bible says all men sinned, even though they never committed one sin. Why? Because what was committed in Adam's flesh carried on to his blood. Sin is not a spiritual thing. Sin is a, is a thing of the blood. Because life is in the blood. That means there is a, a, a technology that is operative within the blood of every single human soul. And God operates through that bloodline. God operates through bloodline. Spirits operate through bloodlines. That's why Jesus could not come through any bloodline except that of Abraham. And if you study his genealogy, that is the bloodline through which Christ came. Bloodlines. That's why he's called the son of David. Don't sleep. If you stand up, that is why the operation of the Spirit will always be true. Even the Holy Spirit works through God. Had Adam sinned and God not killed and not shed blood, God would have had to kill Adam. Because spirits observe the law of the blood. When Adam sinned, what did God do? He killed a sheep. Why? Why? To transfer the guilt of Adam, the judgment of Adam on that creature. So as for a time to keep him from physically killing him. That's what you find also even in the priesthood. You find the operation of the priesthood dealing with blood. Why blood? Why didn't God talk about because he ate of a fruit? Why didn't God initiate all of the fruit if you eat fruits? It was until Adam was chased out of the garden. If he had eaten of the tree of life, that would have been the law of life. Man must eat this from this fruit to perpetuate their life. But because he did not eat, he died. Still in his soul life, and his life was transmuted into his blood. Why blood? Adam knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain. 
and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of the sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. But he did not respect Cain. He did not respect Cain. He did not respect Cain. Other translations said he showed no regard to Cain and his offering. The Lord, but the Lord did not respect Cain. Now you ask yourself, they both brought offerings to the Lord. Why didn't the Lord respect Cain's offering, but he respected Abel's offering. He respected Abel and his offering. And you ask yourself, what? because the Bible does not say, the Bible does not say to us that God instructed them to bring a certain kind of offering. Correct? Yes. Correct? Yes. It does not say so. So if you read it like this, you'd say, okay, now God is being unfair here. Why is God respecting this man and not respecting this man? They both brought offerings unto God. Now here's something you must ask yourself. The bringing in of offerings, how did they know that they must offer to God something? Who taught them this way of life? Because the Bible says it came time, in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit. Now, now, notice, 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 brothers and sisters, that up until that time, there was no question, questioning of respect or disrespect from God. It was only when the offering was brought that we, we get to see how God's behavior towards these two people. If you want to see what God thinks about you, wait until you start giving him offerings. God does not speak until offerings are brought for Who taught Abel and Cain to offer to God? Genesis chapter 3, the first being to make an offering was God and it was for men. Who was in the garden? Huh? Who was in the garden? Other men? So they were witnesses to that first installment of offering sacrifices unto God. But there is something the Bible says to us that implies that God actually commanded Abel and Cain to bring him offerings. Hebrews chapter 11, 
Read it for us, please. Hebrews chapter 11, read from verse number 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. Yeah. For he who comes to God must believe that he is. Yeah. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Yeah. By faith, Noah, being warned of God of things not seen. By? Yet. By? By faith. By faith, Noah being one of all. So the only way Noah could have done what he did by faith was if he had heard from God. Because faith comes as a result of God talking. Read chapter, uh, the next one. Moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Mm by the which he condemned the world mm. and became heir of the righteousness mm. which is by faith. Mm. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive. So, by faith. So you can, you can notice something there, right? Yes. That everybody that did something by faith heard God. Mm. Now, read verse 4. Verse 4. Verse 4. Yes. By faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice. Notice, he says, a more excellent, a more excellent, a more excellent, a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Than Cain. Yep. By which he obtained witness that he was righteous. Oh, wait, where did he obtain the witness from that he was righteous? Is it not that men are made righteous by Christ? Is it not that men are made righteous by Christ? Or made righteous by their observance of the law? So from, from who did he receive witness that he was righteous? He said he did it by what? By faith. So you ask yourself, if it is by faith, then Abel must have heard from God as Cain. So Cain chose to what? Cain chose to what? To bring an offering from his own field. Now the question is this. Why didn't God receive Cain's? And why didn't God... Uh, why God received Abel's? The, this is the platform of justice. And furthermore, Abel was declared a righteous man. He was righteous. And deeper than that, Jesus said Abel was a prophet. Mm. Here in lies the detail. God requested blood. Yeah. 
It was the offering of blood that made Abel righteous. Because it was what God wanted. God wanted blood. Because without the shedding of blood, there is no remitting, there is no remission of sin. This is the law that did not come with Moses, but had always been there since the fall of man. Because now there was sin, what needed to deal with sin was blood. Was blood. The remission of sin would only take place through the offering of blood unto God. Okay, Romans chapter number eight. Romans chapter number eight. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. Verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God did what the law could not do. What was it that the law could not do? What couldn't the law do? The Bible says the law being perfect could not remit man or perfect man. He was referring to the removal of sin. He says the, the law could not do it because the law was weak through because of the flesh. The flesh made the law weak. Talking about the strength that the flesh possesses. Because the Bible tells us that death reigned from Adam to Moses. But that, imagine, from Adam to Moses, because the law was instituted, and because of the institution of the law, God had determined that the law would be the one that brings life. Because the Bible says it was meant to bring life. But it failed because now the law had to deal with the flesh, which had now absorbed into itself, into its nature, and part of its nature, what sin is. And the Bible says the law was weakened by the flesh. So it could not deal with sin. That's why the Bible says, for what the law could not do in that it was weak in the flesh. God did. God did. That means to de the dealing of sin had to be done by God himself because there was no law, no force. Even the law that came out of God's mouth, there was powerful enough to resist the dictates of the flesh. Only spirit can defeat flesh because the flesh is so powerful that it goes to war against the spirit. And in certain cases, the flesh tends to win over the spirit. It says these two wars against each other so that the things that you want to do, you do not do. And the things that you want to do, <laughs> you do not want to do, you do. So he says, God did. I want you to see, I want you to see. God did by sending his own son in the likeness of, did he say sinful spirit? He said in the likeness of what? So where was sin? On account, listen to this, in the likeness of sinful flesh, on account of sin, he condemned where? He condemned what? Sin. Where? In the spirit. He condemned sin where? In the flesh. So sin 
is a fleshly thing. That's why it is only the, the, the shedding of blood that remits sin. Oh. So no amount of praying can remit. Listen, your prayers for forgiveness are only answered because Jesus died, his blood was shed, and he's on the mercy seat. Other than that, there is no prayer of forgiveness. God will answer without blood. God must see blood first to remit sin. Why? Because life is in the blood. So God accepts and respects Abel because he had what? He had observed the law of life. So he was righteous because he offered blood. So God respected Abel, but he did not respect Cain. So why does Cain not do what God said? And this is this is this is the the this is the the, the first time we notice uh, uh, the the expression of rebellion. Listen, brothers and sisters, rebellion is not conducted by the flesh. Re rebellion is conducted by a spirit. If you ever find yourself in rebellion in life, you must know that there is, a, there is a controlling force, a controlling spirit that is over you. Because God, God is righteous. If he told them to bring an offering, he had to tell them what kind of offering he wanted. So Cain did not listen. Cain brought an offering. No, it's, it's an offering. Doesn't matter what it is an offering. It's like what Saul did. So God measures rebellion on the basis on what he commanded that you must do. Like what the Bible says, children, obey your parents. For this is the first commandment with promise. He says, so shall your days be long in the earth. It's a law. And when a child goes against vetoes, So he tells us he respected Abel, but he disregarded Cain. So Cain was operating in sin. And for Cain, there was no remission for sin. I'll show you. I'll show you. Let's go back. Let's go back. And I want to read you what Jesus said exactly about Abel. Chapter 4. Possessing your possessions. So he did not respect Cain, but did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry. And his countenance fell. Cain was very angry. Cain was Cain is very angry. It's like some of you. I tell you to come clean here and you become angry. Angry for being asked, come clean. 
you become very angry. Let me ask you, who is righteous between me and you? What justifies your anger? You know what Jesus spoke about the way of Cain. He says many having followed the way of Cain. God tells you what you must do. And you don't do it. And then you become angry when God does not regard you. And his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? And why is your countenance falling? <laughs> Don't you love the Lord? Why, why are you angry? Why? Why? Why are you angry? And why is your countenance falling? Listen to me. God does not lead rebels. God does not lead. Why are you angry? Why is your countenance for? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, if you do not do well, if you do not do well, if you now really contextually, God is talking about what? The offering of, the offering that God required. If you do well, if you offer what I ask, he says, would you not be accepted? If you do not do well, as Cain did not do, he says, sin lies at the door. If you do not do well. So there are always consequences for not doing what? Well. Sin lies at the door. Listen to what he says. And its desire is for you, <coughs> but you should rule over it. So Cain still had the opportunity to rule over sin. By what? By giving God what God asked. See, there's so much we can dissect out of this. For instance, with tithes, there are people who decide when to tithe and when not to tithe. And here's the thing, the law of God, God if you don't tithe, it, God will get his tithes from you, irrespective. God will get from you what is his. The, you, you, can't, you can't cheat, you can't mock God. And you see, the way he will get it, oh my brothers and my sisters. He, God has an angel, come here. God is an angel. God is an angel called the destroyer. He is the one that, that runs God's errands. He's always by his side. That angel is called the destroyer. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Psalms, Psalms 78, oh. Psalms 78 please, 
Maybe you don't know God, huh? I'll show you a little bit about who God is. Verse 47. From verse 47. Psalm, Psalm 78, verse 47. He show you something about God. Who you 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 think you are here on earth and you can be who you want to be. <laughs> I'll show you who God is. Verse 47, he destroyed their vines with hail and their sycamore trees with frost. He also gave up their cattle to the hail and their flocks to firing lightning. He cast them on the fierceness of his anger, wrath, indignation and trouble by sending, you read, demons, by sending, He said he did all these things by sending angels of destruction. It, it, it was what? Indignation, wrath, trouble. He said he gave up their crop, their livestock, their wealth to the hail. Who was responsible? Your New Testament preachers will tell you it was the devil. The Bible tells you it was God. He has angels of destruction by his side. Those are the angels that cause havoc in the lives even of God's people. You cannot outsmart God. So he says, okay, bring in all tithes and offerings into my house. And then you say, okay. And he tells you what the tithe is. He says that the tithe, the tenth part, is holy unto the Lord. Is holy unto the Lord. So when a man like Cain, all right, decides what to bring to God as tithe, you know what God does? He leaves you, he leaves you with your 10% and he comes for the 90. That's God. And who, who does he send? You can't pray him away. <laughs> the Bible says when, when, when this angel of death, this angel of destruction was brought into Egypt to kill all the firstborn of Egypt, did God say, tell every Israelite to pray in their houses? No. What did he say? He said, tell them to put blood on the doorpost so that when he sees, he will pass them by. If there was an Israel that they who forgot to to put blood. The angel does not know anything but destruction. <laughs> and he is only told, he is only told to pass over where he sees blood. Wherever he does not see blood, he destroys. Mm. So you say, uh -uh, no. My tithe is mine. When we say tithe, we, it is your Tithe is not a man's. Tithe is what belongs to God of what he has given you. So, he says, okay. He doesn't want. Go. He will come. You will fast. You will pray. And you will wonder how every, everything you have just seems to be destroyed. Your money is received through a bag full of holes. You work, 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 but don't have enough. 
You have a destroyer following you. His, his duty is to destroy everything you try to build. Relationships, boom, he'll, he'll destroy them. Listen, it's, there are certain things it, Satan and demons are not wise enough to conjure up. The, the Bible says, had they known, they would not have killed the, the Lord of God because they did not have this wisdom, they killed him. So there are certain things Satan is foolish, he's dumb. I mean, he killed Jesus. The, ve the very same act that meant for his own destruction, he did. So there are certain things he's not wise enough to do. You, you have to credit God for certain things. You just bought these shoes, Mashal. You prepared. The angel waits for those days. <laughs> Prepare good no, this is your <laughs> and, and that's the one you saved for. We know I know lay by. Please, please. Six months later you went to take it out. On that day. Those shoes cause your legs to break. <laughs> hmm? Or you buy a sound system, a TV. Out of the blue, lightning strikes. Out of all the houses, it goes for your new TV. And how the day, the day we reckon, we say, no, I don't want insurance, I don't want all those things to be sharp, I'm fine. Your life is conducted by the destroyer. His job is to is to invoke trouble in your life. Says sin lies at the door if you do not do well. And its desire is for you. So you desire no this month, yeah. It's fine. Ishab, I've got some issues to deal with. I mean, I, I mean those issues, how do they compare? to the assignment of the angel of, of destruction in your life. No, we are Christians, we can't have those. <laughs> Go do a survey about Christians who are suffering. You, there are more Christians who are barren than are non-believers and sinners. If you do well, you will be received. There are things, brothers and sisters, there is no, there is no negotiation with God. He doesn't give you a, a way out where you, you come out skate-free. No. It's, this one, is, there are things that are consequential in nature. So if you do it, oh, you will reap the blessing. If you don't, you will reap the consequences. He says, of the flesh you reap what? Corruption. If you sow to the flesh. What is sowing to the flesh? To sow into the flesh is to, is, to, is to malign yourself against God. And what he is saying.
There is a spirit. You see? The, okay, Psalm 91. Please, thank you. Sit down. <laughs> Psalm 91. Give me 30 more minutes, okay? Amen. From March, service starts at half past nine, eh? Be there? Amen. All right. Verse 6, from verse 5. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the error that flies by day, nor of the pestilence that walks in darkness. So there is the error that flies by day. Look, me. There is such a thing as the error that flies by day. That means these are troubles of the day. These are? Where are they going? Where is the arrow going that flies by day? Where, where is the arrow that flies by day going? <laughs> and what is it going to do? No of the pestilence that walks in? That walks in? Pestilence that walks in? Plague. Look at me. Plague. It says, not the plague that walks in. It's a plague. It says the plague walks. The plague. The plague. A plague walks. A plague is not just bacteria. A plague is a spirit. The plague is walking in the darkness. So every man who is in the darkness may receive this plague. I'll show you. Not the destruction that lays waste and no day. So there is the trouble of the day. There is the trouble of darkness. And there is the trouble that strikes at noonday. Mm. You read that, right? Mm -hmm. Verse 9. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high, your dwelling place. He says what? No. Now, why is evil not befalling you? Because you are righteous, you are holy, you are clean. Uh-uh. He says, because you have made the most high your dwelling place. On the grounds that the most high is your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you. But why is evil befalling many of God's people? He says, no evil shall befall you, no any plague come nigh your dwelling. So, so there is, there is, there is, there is a system that God has set that if you do or meet certain criteria, no plague will come near your dwelling place. No plague will come near your dwelling place. Will come no, near your dwelling No evil shall befall you. It is an unnatural thing. Are you listening to me? It is an unnatural thing for a human being to drop something. It's unnatural. It's unnatural. I will show you in the Bible because there is there is there is a a system that God has has created to take care of such an issue. There's no plague come near your dwelling. 
right? For he shall give his angels charge over you. So now, brethren, is this conditional or is this a statement of faith? He says he shall give his angels charge over you. He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. To keep you in all your ways. So there is a system that God has set for those who have made him his dwelling place. That no evil was before them. Out of everybody they can fire, they fire you. <laughs> Out of seven billion people to get the flu, you get it. Out of all the people to have diabetes, cancer, you get it. Out of all the people, why? Why? Something, there is a breach in the spirit. Where were the angels? Because they are, they are supposed to be charged over you. You buy a new phone, two weeks later, you, you are dropping it. It's unnatural. Something is wrong with you. Something is wrong. Every time the shoes get broken in one area. Every time it's in one area, one location. It's unnatural. He said he shall keep his angels charge over you. You trip, you fall. Something is wrong. You break glass. You you but we go ahead and we zoro when <laughs> they don't even trust you with certain because by you do something is wrong with you. There is a love life you are not observing that is harming you. Because as far as God is concerned, no plague is supposed to come near your dwelling. You know what's a plague, huh? You know what a plague? Corona, virus, Ebola, those are plagues. Those are what, those are plagues. Plagues are what men have no solution for. Those are plagues. You think coronavirus is something? Is that one is nothing? Watch the one that will, that is coming up from north, from the Popo side, from up north. Watch the one that's that's coming. The coronavirus is nothing. Watch that one. Blight. Watch that one that's coming from that side. Will it come near your dwelling? <laughs> that's a question you should ask yourself. But the point I'm trying to make is that if if you do well you will be accepted. But if you do not do well, sin lies at the door. So there's one thing spirit respect more than anything is blood. That's why you may be a Christian, brother, and they offer blood to spirits against you. You know it will work. Even though you are Christ, you are of Christ, He says, he's, 
says, is, is the cup they drink unto idols. Is this not the cup of demons? So don't decide for yourself what is right. Ask God. Ask God. Because your soul is not your own. You are not. Oh. Jesus says, do not fear him who is able to kill your body and not your soul. But fear him who is able to kill both your body and your soul and bring it into hell. Who takes men to hell? God. Let's go back. You know, there are people who don't fear God in life. Eh? <laughs> Come. Then God said to him, if you do well, it will not be accepted. If you do not do well, sin lies at the door and its desires for you. But you should rule over it. Now, Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel and killed him. And killed him. Where did he learn murder? Where did he learn murder? Where did he learn how to kill? There were, there were no killings taking place in the earth at that time. Where did he learn how to kill? Where did he learn how to to keep. If a child, oh, hmm. hallelujah, what did he learn? That means something happened between the time God spoke to him and the time he killed. What happened? Sin entered. Sin entered. And he now had a new father. Remember, sin works in the blood. It works in the blood. Let's go a bit deeper. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel, your brother? <laughs> oh, dear Lord Jesus. Oh, dear Lord Jesus. Where is Abel your brother? He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? And he said, what have you done? What have you done? The voice of your brother's... The voice. The voice. The voice. The voice. The voice. Of your brother's blood not your brother the voice of your brother's blood not your brother the voice of your brother's blood the voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground we are introduced for the first time in creation about the mystery of the blood. For the first time, we learn that blood is earned. Yeah. 
and that God being a spirit has the capabilities of hearing blood so blood speaks blood speaks blood speaks he says the voice of your brother's blood is crying to me from the earth blood speaks blood blood speaks and even in death it continues to speak even in death it continues to speak and god has the apparatus to discern what the blood is crying So the voice of Abel's blood communicated something to God. The question now we must discover and investigate is whether or not the blood only speaks in death or perpetually. Because it was not until Abel died that God revealed to us that blood can speak, that blood has a voice, blood has a mouth. And that it communicates at a frequency that man cannot hear. So Cain could not hear that the blood of his brother was speaking. So there is a cry that blood makes, a sound, a voice, or communication that blood makes that is beyond the frequency of man. So now we can understand what God meant when he said that the cry of his people has come up to him. Now we can understand what God meant when he said the cry, that there was a cry that came out from Sodom and Gomorrah. How could God hear a cry that others could not hear? Not even Cain could hear what this blood was crying, but God heard it. When God told Abraham that he was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, he said, for there is a cry that came out to you, and I have come to see what is that cry. Mm -hmm. So now we understand that there is something that cries, that the voice that comes from the blood that is beyond the frequency of our own natural ears to hear. But spirits can hear the cry of blood. Mm -hmm. So the cry that comes from a human soul is actually the cry in the person's blood. So beyond the voice of your mouth, there is the voice of blood. The voice of blood. And God shows us that he actually was meaning to do something about that cry. Listen to this. So now you are cursed from the earth. From the place where the voice of your brother's blood is crying. He said you are cursed from the earth. God says so now. On account of me hearing what. Oh my Seth. God determined I am going to judge. Because blood is crying. God said you are now cursed. 
from the ground of the earth, which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, you shall no longer heal. Look what's happening now. Look what's happening now. Judgment comes. Consequences comes. Because blood was spilled. So consequences abound every time blood is spilled. Bloodlines speak. Bloodlines speak. Bloodlines speak. Listen to me. Don't be blind to this reality. Because you may find yourself repeating the patterns of bloodlines. Repeating the pattern of your bloodlines. Blood speaks. So God was willing to judge, was willing to act on account of the blood that was crying out to him. And there's something strange that Jesus said about this generation. He said, He said, Oh, oh, let me read it to you. Matthew. Chapter 23. So this law demands that for your voice or your request to be heard, there must be blood. Why why whatever it is. Yeah? The one your voice to your home cannot be heard until blood is spilled because it is fire. Only blood enters the spirit because blood is life. Only blood can be heard, audibly heard by spirits. So spirits communicate with love, with life. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. Verse chapter 24, verse chapter 23, verse 31. <laughs> 29 says, 
Who to you scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, because you build the tombs of the prophets and adorn the monuments of the righteous and say, if we had lived in the days of our fathers, we would not have been partakers with them in the blood of the prophets. Therefore, you are witnesses against yourselves that you are sons of those who murdered the prophets. Fill up then the measure of your father's guilt. Come, let's talk. He says, because they said this, they are witnesses that they are actually partakers of with those who killed the prophets. Then Jesus said, fill up then, you fill up. In other words, fulfill the measure of your father's guilt. They were not there when their fathers killed the prophets. But Jesus is saying, you, you, will, you will reap what you have not sown. It's generational because they said we will not be partakers of them in the blood of the prophets. So Jesus, because you say this, you are, you are witnessing that you are actually partaking. So now you will fill up Jesus. This is Jesus. Jesus. I'm not saying he's not Jesus himself. If there's anybody who's an authority on anything, it's Jesus. And he's telling you that the bloodline speaks. And that men suffer consequences of spilled blood. That you will reap, brothers and sisters. You will harvest what was sown in your bloodline. He says, fill up then your father's guilt. There are things your fathers, your mothers, your uncles, your aunts did. That brought in spirits into that family line. When we talk about familiar spirits, we are talking about spirits that have attached themselves to bloodlines, that have familiarized themselves to bloodlines. They are the ones that are responsible for perpetuating patterns. Why did Isaac lie to the same person that his father lied to in the same place? And his father never told him. He was not even born when Abraham was lying about Sarah. Years later, he's lying to the same king in the same land about his own wife. It can't be coincidence. That's why brothers and sisters, don't lie. Don't live a life of lies. Don't lie. Don't lie. Don't lie. Don't lie. Are you listening to me? Don't lie. Because you don't know what you are freezing in time that will be taken over by your seed. Jesus says, fill up then your father's guilt. Fill it up. Don't lie. Don't pervert truth. Don't pervert what you don't lie. Fill up then your father's guilt. Just fill up. Fill up. That means guilt cannot go without what? Being recompensed. It says fill up then. One day, David wondered, there was a famine in Israel for three and a half years. For three and a half years, there was a famine. David was like, 
finally he went to the Lord. He says, ah, 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 Lord, ah, what's this? And God says, because of the sin of the house of Saul, this thing has come upon me. Oh, your land. Three and a half years. And it was not until David appeased the Gideonites that that famine ended. Is fill up your father's guilt. <laughs> fill up your. <coughs> see, when, 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 when you see your parents, when you see your parents living a life that is astray, you must begin to you distance, you must begin to distance yourselves from them. Because if you do not, you will inherit that life. Blood communicates the blood of your father. That is why, brothers and sisters, when, 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 when let's just say you are cousins and you get married, 90% of the child, the children that come from that incest will become deformed in some way. Why? The, their blood is speaking to one another. Most deformed children, you see, history has provided us with records. So you distance yourself from their life. If you don't, oh, they will follow. You, you, they themselves won't even know why. But they will find themselves repeating the same mistakes, the same patterns of their parents. You distance yourself by the choices you make. Choice is a powerful reversal of time. Oh my goodness. Serpents! Jesus, Jesus. Jesus is calling these people serpents. Now, the question we must ask me is whether or not Jesus meant it literally or figuratively. Was it literal or was it metaphorically? <laughs> Jesus, Jesus never says what he does not mean. I mean, he, he, he never says what he does not mean, yes. He always says what he means. So when he was telling him, you are serpents, you are brood of vipers, he was referring to their nature. How can you escape the condemnation of hell? Wait, these Pharisees, these Sadducees, did they literally kill the prophets? Jesus is telling them, how can you escape the condemnation of hell? Therefore, indeed, I send you prophets, wise men, scribes, and some of them you will kill and crucify, and some of them you will scourge in your synagogues and prosecute from city to city, that on you, that on you may come all the... All the... All the... Look at me. Did, did you see that? Did you see that? Did you see that? all the righteous, not just any blood, righteous blood. Telling us that God observes the voice of righteous men, the voice of their blood. If God observes the voice of their blood, who observes the voice of the unrighteous? 
let me ask if if Leah Mabitin, ma, if Leah Mabitin, if you may never go on a Lebana, the Kohunyana tell at eight three, if Leah, if Leah got in Kumabitin, ne, Le Date Mudimu, and then Palasma brother Date Mudimu, Date Mudimu, the Bolela Leba. Now let me ask you, when they do all those things, do you think an angel will respond? Who will respond? Something else, right? Because their intention was to speak to them. So God won't respond, even though blood is spilled. <clears throat> so who attends the cry of the voice of the blood of the unrighteous? Because the Bible tells us God attends the cry of the righteous blood. Who attends the cry of the unrighteous? <laughs> you see where, where, where are some of your problems? They're not there, they're in the blood. They're in the bloodline. And you must find a way to rid yourself of the consequences of your bloodline. Otherwise, you, you will not escape the condemnation that is to be fought. For unto you, that unto you may come all the righteous blood shed on the earth. From the? From the? From the? From the blood of righteous Abel to the blood of Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, whom you murdered between the temple and the altar. Now, these guys didn't murder them, but Jesus said, you murdered Assuredly, I say unto you, all these things will come on this generation. Notice from where you will take it. Right from Abel. That means Abel was still talking in that day or on that time that Jesus was born. Blood never stops speaking in death and in life. Now you understand why the Bible tells us to take the communion of the Lord. For the blood of the Lord and the cup, I mean the cup of the Lord and the bread of the Lord. He says, is this not the communion of the Lord? Revelations 12. Brother, you don't overcome by prayers. Prayer is inconsequential to overcoming the sins, the errors, the destructive patterns of your family. I told you, possessing your possession does not come without fight. At one point in time, in our families, demons were opened the door for. Spirits entered. 
Blood is like perfume to spirits. It is attractive. It is magnetized. Oh, 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 shebe, oh, shebe, oh, shebe, oh, shebe on road. Like, for instance, that Mloto Road. There are more accidents that happen in that place than any other place. You know why? Blood has been spilled there. So, so the, the spirits congregate around there. So you are bound to know that a month will not pass by unless something happens there. Why? Because that place, that place has become like a dam, a well for demons. Why? That means it's an open door. Every place where blood is spilled, you must know spirits are involved. Did you hear I said to you? Every place where blood is spilled, spirits, and not God. God does not spill human blood. He's not a murderer. Why, why do spirits love blood so much? It legalizes them. The strength upon which a spirit can function in a territory is determined by the amount of blood that has been sown towards it, that has been offered to it. So if there are deaths that happen in a territory, you will see that over time, the, 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 the wickedness and iniquity in that territory increases. Why? Because it increases the potential and the power and the strength of that entity in that locality. Because the more blood is spilled, the more powerful, forceful spirits are. They depend on human force. Life is in the blood. That's why a spirit can function without a body and cause havoc in a person's life. Why? Blood was built for it to come. Blood is the door to which spirits operate. So in talking about your possessions, you must know that except the bloodline is fixed, and not necessarily the bloodline, but except your life as it relates to your bloodline is fixed. Forget reaping from God's promises. Prayer does not warrant victory. I'll show you what does. Come, come, come. Revelations. Five more minutes. Chapter 12. The duty of prayer is to enforce victory, not decide it. Verse number 10. Verse 9. So that great dragon was cast out that serpent of old called the devil and satan who deceives the whole world who deceives the whole world the whole who deceives the whole world. it tells you everybody in this world is in deception whether they are morally good or not 
he was cast to the earth and his angels were cast out with him. They are in every street, in, on every highway, in every park, in most houses. They are amongst us. And the only way, you see, the only way that these spirits can pass over your life, brother, is if there is blood on your doorstep. If there is blood on your door. This is what he does. Hmm. Then I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren, who accused them before our God day and night, has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by their word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death, since they overcame him. Notice where triumph and victory is settled upon. He says, upon the blood. Upon the blood. Upon the blood. Upon the blood. The blood of the Lamb. There is nothing more powerful that can establish perpetually your victory in this life but the blood of a higher life force even today notice Jesus is spirit you are spirit before why did he need blood blood speaks only blood can speak for humans a spirit cannot speak on behalf of a human except through the offering of blood. That's where the power of the blood of Jesus comes in. It is unto the blood of Jesus that speaks better things than the blood of people. The blood speaks. It says more excellent things upon the blood has been established a better covenant with better promises. The blood. 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 Here's the question you must ask. Is the blood of the Lamb working for you? Hey. Hey. Jesus' blood may have purchased salvation for you, but there are required necessities that are involved on your part to ensure that the blood of Jesus carries you through life, carries you through destiny. And it's not in you saying, I plead the blood. It's not in you saying, I plead the blood, blood, no, blood, blood, no, no, no. Uh, uh, it doesn't work that way. But I plead. Come on, dear Jesus. 
child of God, going to God in prayer, can only be sure that his prayers would be enforced by God if his life is right. If your life is not right, if your life is not right, the blood, it's, 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 uh, it's deception to think that the blood will continue to function for you. God made it that you don't have to think about plead the blood. No, no, no. What you just need to do is walk in the light. Like what Abel did. Remember what he did? He offered what God said he must offer. He did what God said he must do. That's how the law of the blood works. God makes no covenant with a man whose life does not reflect him. That's why when Israel sinned, the Bible says, I'll, he said, I'll break my covenant with you. In three judges, he says, because you have sinned and followed after other gods, therefore I have also revoked the covenant I have made with your fathers. So how you enter into the house of the strong man to possess your possessions is if you enter there with strong man. Some of you, human blood was spilled just so that you will not amount to anything in life. One night, years ago, I was praying in my room. It was at night. I had, I had an impression to pray. God took me in visions. He said, come, I'll show you something. He took me in visions. He took me way back into the 1960s and 70s. And he took me to the house where my, my mother grew up in. And he said, I want to show you something. He said, look. I saw people digging. Years ago, digging. And they were putting some things there and saying some words there. And God said, this is the reason why there has been so much calamity. 
is until that is dealt with, it will perpetuate even to future generations. And I said, Lord, how do I stop this? How do I stop this? That's what the Lord taught me about the law of the blood. It says, invoke the voice of a higher authority. Invoke the blood. So from that day, my destiny was removed from that bloodline. So whatever affected them can affect me. You see, but in doing that, you are doing it for other generations as well. In this life, you must learn to fight. And you must learn to fight by the appropriate rules of engagement. Sergeant, don't let doctors, don't let uh, this world philosophy, ideologies fool you. Don't be fooled by it. Don't be fooled by it. You must learn to fight. If you're going to have what is yours, I'm teaching you this because it is the year of fulfillment. And there is no word of God that goes out unresisted. No word of God that has ever gone out that has not been resisted. Especially words concerning your life and nations, they will always be resisted. And this is the way that you fight. You fight your way into positions. Your names are on, oh, uh, your names are on target lists, demonic target lists. You don't know you. You think all there is to life is just you living, waking up. You don't. Oh, uh, start, start moving in the spirit and start encountering warrior angels. You will, you, you, you will see a life that you never thought existed. There is always war in the heavenlies. Always war. Always war. Always. Not sometimes. Always war. Over your... There is always. So you must... You must learn to become an ex, a battle weapon in the arms of God. You must be vicious. Are you listening to me? You must be, in this life, you must be vicious. There's no room for tip. You must be vicious. That's how you, you fight life in life. You fight, you you fight, you fight, and not through fleshly weapons. No, you fight, you fight, you fall. Oh my goodness, you fight. You ask the Holy Spirit to teach you how to fight. If you won't fight, the spirit of death will walk over you. Spirits of infirmity will walk over you. 
and clean spirits will walk over you and you will wonder but I'm a Christian but I'm a child of God you need to be a strong man to disarm the strong man with holding oppositions I never used to believe in this dimension until God opened my eyes to me. And I said, oh, okay. Okay, now I'll pull up my sleeves. Now I'll fight. Now I will fight. So you must teach yourself not only to pray, but to fight. And you're not fighting to win. You are fighting to enforce. You are fighting to enforce. Our rules of engagement are not on the basis of struggle. No, it is an enforcement of what our champion has done for us and accomplished for us. So when you bind the operations, the influences, the powers of diabolic entities, you are not doing so so that they can be bound. No, you are enforcing the victory that took place ages ago. But you must fight. Fight, you must fight. This is not going to come easy. What did Satan do when he found out that the Savior of the world came? What did he do? He killed every, every child. Every child under that same age. He killed. He didn't know who it was, but he killed. Or it was because of one person. Why? He was trying to stop destiny from being fulfilled. Yes, he will stop prophecies at whatever cost. But you must also arise and use the weaponry of the Spirit and legislate and enforce the purposes of God in your life. Forget all this, what these people are doing now in Christianity. Forget all that. Where everything is coming from their pastor, from their man of God. Everything their pastor does for them. Forget all of that. That's just deception. That's just living in deception. The truth is you must fight. You must fight. Speak to your bloodline. Speak to it. Problem was alone again. You, you, you see, that's why Paul Paul had a problem with the with, with the church in Corinth. Because they went to a point where they 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 spoke in tongues so much that they did not regard other aspects of spiritual progress. That's why he said, I will pray in the spirit, but I also pray in my understanding. You need it. So, what you all, because I need to learn it. Let's any tongues. Not because, no, because you just don't know what to say. So the easiest way out is to thank it through. And you're doing nothing except what? Building yourself. When it comes to matters of legalizing and actualizing God's plans, you must talk. You must talk. You must talk. Demons don't understand tongues. 
They understand every human language except tongues. You can speak Shona, Tsonga, whatever, but as long as you talk, you can't cast now a demon out in tongues. Shapali <laughs> <laughs> Demons will just be, you know. So what some of you do when we say pray, you go like, oh, shandali brahakida. We say now confront the devil. You are lapo, shapa keto, shebarara. We like say cast out the devil in your life. You are gripo, shekamatea. No, no. Compose yourself. It's not the fastness of your utterance that makes the impact. Come down, compose yourself, find the words you want to say. God is not against you processing what you want to say. That's why we meet Saleh Litang. I cast you Satan in my young paribba because you don't know what to say in it. <laughs> so Satan now is confused. I bind you from. So he's waiting now to find out what he's been bound from. I bind you, Satan. Oh So I say it what am I bound from? No. Yes, if you speak in tongues to edify yourself so that you master the boldness now to, to, to speak and utter these words, you do so. And then after, you stop. And then say, you spirit of death, I renounce you this day. If you see the demons, when you start operating like this, if you see how they look, you will never stop doing it. The day I saw some, the day the, 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 the designing of spirits opened when I was casting out a demon, I knew in my life, this is the way, this is the way. Uh, that's why when I cast them out, I cast them out. I'm not casting it out so that they can hear how loud I'm shouting. No, it's not about, out. No, 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 no. It's like a child. Have you ever seen a child when you shout at them, stop it? Have you ever seen how they become? Huh? You can say, no, no, stop it. They, oh, no, no, no. Hey, hey, man, they look at you. They will say, stop it. They start crying. They don't even know why they're crying. Demons are like that 10 times. They turn into, say, usually a demon may look like a lion. Start doing this. Start doing this. <laughs> Oh, they'll turn into a fly. They, the Bible says, resist the devil and he'll flee. The Bible says, will shrink in fear from you. Right, enough is enough. Tired of this. You leave. You will see what the speed will jump. If that year demon is your silent tomorrow, it's like that, it will leave you. Confront your Confront your? 
Responsible of your debt, right? So the because they they bought it, they got the money. They don't worry anymore. So as far as they are concerned, you they don't have to deal with you anymore. The company will deal with yeah. So if you owe me money, get our transfer. Yeah, get our transfer. Bring my money. Uh, that's why now I don't like borrowing people money. I mean, borrowing people money or giving people money. Because if you don't pay me, get all transfer, Anna. And I don't transfer you to people. Now I know. I know this. <laughs> Hallelujah. So don't avoid the devil. Okay? Don't avoid the devil. If you avoid him, you will know he knows. <laughs> One Saba. Let's add some more. Hallelujah. There are times you lock yourself in your room. You don't you've prayed you've 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 heard me prayer. You've been with me in prayer. And you know not every prayer is the same, huh? There was a time, the first time you used to come pray with me the first time late at night we were praying you wanted to join remember <laughs> huh? try joining joining i left that level of prayer i i went to places i spoke to people i spoke to things you when you are there you can't you have to you just have to listen to the prayer <laughs> because now we are not talking to god there's a time to talk to god there's a time to talk to things those times are not the same. The approach is not the same. I get it, Mama. 
Hallelujah. Yaboni Timon Malik Shaili. We will sell a net so. Yabona net so. Umas Guti. Nkale. Nkwate. Nkandas. How sassy. So the new town would do it so funny therapy, my mobile sounds good with it. Hallelujah. And the therapy should tell in different ways. Who are different therapeutic measures you can take? As how I taste that Chris Hunter's gold, Mara, that day. <laughs> that day, it was the most delicious thing you've ever tasted. <laughs> Why? You are afraid to address. People who drink are afraid to address their problems. There are some things going on. So to avoid confronting their issues, they do what? They drown themselves. Let me cast that devil. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Speak. Alright? Speak. Let me let me let me take especially this this series we're teaching. Take the messages, alright? And listen to them, especially before you sleep. You listen to them when you sleep, just when you wake up. You listen to them, you listen to them, you, until the revelation dawns inside you. And until the line in you begins to roar and find its voice again. You will see your life will be like this. Clear paths at every junction, at every point. No friction. Amen? Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's all rise on our feet. This thing, this demon is financially, you know, its characteristic is financial. Oh God, I need finances. Oh God, I need finances. God will tell you, I don't have none. I have no finances here, boy. Hallelujah. Possess your possessions. Amen. Praise God. Let's lift up your hands. Father, thank you. for continuing to teach us things that relate and pertain to the fulfillment of your word. For you have said to us that this year shall be a year of fulfillment of glory and exaltation 
bringing this message at this time to help us in realizing the fulfillment of your word. Jesus, bless your name and establish this word in our hearts and this revelation in our hearts by your spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Before we take our offerings, uh, Easter is in two months, okay? Is in two months. So, Okay, it's fine. I'll talk to you about it next week, okay? Yeah, I'll talk to you about it next week. It's fine. So, uh, we're going to take our offerings now. From March, we're having... The first week of March for four days, we're having the Finance and Wealth Convention, okay? So, the first week of March, I think. So, it will be the first week of March. We just had a lovely, powerful time these last three days of our life and seminar uh, life and destiny seminar were you blessed yeah yeah so we're going to have the wealth conference from (coughs) tuesday of that first week so of tuesday the third to tuesday the sixth of march we're going to have the wealth conference okay so uh, I'm busy looking for a venue uh, that can help us host that convention for those four days. But if we do not find it in that time, uh, you know where we will meet, okay? So it will be that Tuesday. So, okay, hey, I need rest, ne? So from next week, Tuesday, we'll have our, not this one, I need rest. From that other Tuesday, we have We'll continue our Tuesday services, all right? Yes, so uh, not this week-ish, not this week. It's fine, right? Yes, it's fine. For the last three weeks, I've been busy straight up. I've been in Durban, I've been here, we've been doing what we were doing. So just a week off, I think that's fine, okay? So from the 11th, is it the 11th, am I right? No, 11th, no. So Friday we're meeting, okay? Friday, we're meeting our prophetic services uh, on this Friday. And then from that Tuesday, the 18th, we will meet. So Friday, the 14th, all right? Yes. So that's that. So there's nothing else here. March, we have that conference. And then April... Down. Hey, but this April thing is too early, huh? but we'll pray and see what the Lord uh, guides us to do. All right. Mm-hmm. Yes. You you want to have Easter con 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 convention? Mm-hmm. You want to have it, mm-hmm. or you don't? Uh, you don't want to have it. Okay. The, if you don't want to have it, we it's fine. We don't have to have it. All right. Yeah, I'll go to 
I'll go to just have some holiday. So it's going to be on the 10th of April. From the 10th to the 14th to the 12th of April is Easter. So, yeah, by the sound of it, I don't think you want to have it, all right? So you, you, you're more than welcome to say no, all right? And I'll go to my church in Durban and have a nice time there. And then May is our annual. Yes. And then I'm looking for something here that we supposed to be doing, but I can't find it. Is that between March and Oh yes, there it is. Our <coughs> our prayer rally, okay? Our prayer rally, we'll have prayer rally on the, because we didn't have it in the first week, okay? We'll have prayer rally on the 29th, on leap year, ne? Mm -hmm. On the leap year, okay? On Saturday. So we'll have the first prayer rally of the year on the 29th. There is the 29th, and get leap year this year. It's leap year, ne? Yeah, yeah. So on the 29th, we'll, we will have our prayer Really, it's the six-hour one, okay? So the man and the man, the woman and the woman on the 29th of February, all right? Yes, then on the 1st to the... Let me see. Yes, because that first week is, is the Wealth Convention. So the 29th, because if we push it to March, we won't have it until the last week of March. So the last week of February is perfect. So all the men and all the women gather together to pray. Alright? I'll give instruction concerning that as we near the 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 day. Alright? Yes. One last thing before we give our offerings. I spoke to you guys on in the group, okay? On with regards to this cleaning thing. Please sit down, sit down because I wanna see your faces. I spoke to you, all right? I don't, you see, guys, I don't appreciate uh, when we ask people to do things and I, I begin to hear memories, all right? And I begin to hear people disrespecting uh, my authority. I'm not here for you to like me. That's not my purpose why I'm here. I'm here to lead you. And if you don't want to be led by me, you're more than welcome to find yourself another church. All right? So when I give instruction, it doesn't matter who I give it through. Anything that's done in this church goes through me first. Anything I say must be done. I, ex I allowed it and I gave the permission for it to happen. No one now will come and say, uh, this must be done and does not come from me. So if I ask somebody to tell you, to instruct you to do something, and you disrespect them, you are disrespecting me. And that is one thing I cannot allow. All right? I cannot allow. I do not, I do not lead you with an iron hand. And I do not want to lead you with an iron hand. So I do not expect you to... To, to become worldly and carnal when it comes to things pertaining to the house of God. 
all right if you are offended you are offended you see me i'm not like uh, the pastors that the the religious pastoring method i i don't operate according to that method you see i have my own method from the word of god that i operate by if you want to leave because you feel offended leave you are more leave you are not the first and you are not the last so leave but what i will not allow to be done here in the ministry is for my authority to be made a mockery of so if i set a list i'm not asking i'm not here to deliberate or to to be democratic to you especially when it comes to things having to be done in the ministry that's one thing i don't tolerate and this is a ministry that you are under me if you feel like you don't want to be under me anymore leave this church this church leave because we can't do things in the ministry and be afraid of what you will say so we must come and apologize because you feel offended stay in your house stay in your house the ministry will continue to go on it is not you who makes the ministry it's jesus if you will be offended by lousy things, petty things, because you were called by your name and not called by uh, your preferred name, where Narbo says, show us what's on your ID number, on your ID book, Huru brother, Huru sister, apostle. Why? Why must I call you that? Me. I am not afraid of anybody. There's no, there's not one of you in this ministry who scares me. Jesus gave me the right to lead you. If you don't want to accept it, go find yourself another place. There are more than enough places to cater for that kind of behavior. Not here. Not here. We can't have people complaining about things coming to serve here, to clean. Who complains to you about preaching to you every day? Who complains? Who complains about praying for you every day? Who complains? But lousy things than this. For more than a year, my mother's been coming to the church, cleaning it, and not cleaning it, buying all these things, doing all these things alone. Lonal Filarli do superstars. Yeah? And talk about one thing. In life, you will always need me. I will always need you. And there will come a keep keep acting like that. There will come a time where you will need me, and I will show you me. It's life. You reap what you sow, and you do unto others what you want them to do unto you. If you have something, if anything happens or befalls you, who are you going to call? So don't come abuse us here. Don't come abuse us here. Not, not when we don't abuse you. Don't come abuse us here. It's a shame for me to hear the things that I'm hearing. No, people don't want to clean. People are complaining this day. Then leave. Sit down and leave. But the day you need me, I will sit down. Me. Me.
Why do you have to make a fuss out of lousy things? Why? It's the house of God. You don't want to serve God. Is that why? Then stay. Stay. We know how to treat you like any other human being. So I will not tolerate that. Please don't do that. Not here. Not here. And don't, don't disrespect my wife now because she, she is the one speaking. She is speaking for me. If you, want, if you want me to speak to you, I can. And some of the things you say to her, you won't say to me. Say them, say them in my face. So do not disrespect the authority I give to others to do certain things in the ministry. And because you feel that it is not me directly addressing it, that you should take it in any other way that you feel. Because otherwise you will have cases where I'll make you stand in front of the whole church. Paul says those that are sinning, reprimand in front of everyone. If you want me to follow that rule, I can. I can. Must we beg you for everything? I don't want you to I don't want I don't want to take up the rod on you because if I do I will I will take all Don't make us lead you emotionally because we will start using our gifts to impose and express our emotions to you I don't talk too much and I don't abuse anybody so don't let me rule you with an iron hand don't let me because that's one thing I can do and I thrive in that that I thrive in we are here to build you to help you in this life So the least, the least we could ask of from the church, but people start complaining. Start murmuring you. What do you do? Hissing, hissing, hissing. You leave that kind of behavior outside there. You leave it. You leave it outside there. Because one day, I'll get a call that you are in the hospital. I'll wait until there's a funeral and I'll come. This is the house of God. So don't undermine us because we are in this small building. Don't undermine us. Otherwise, go find yourself a big church and sit under that church. There's nothing wrong with that. But we will not be intimidated by you. If you don't want to do anything in church, don't do anything. It's still fine. You're not doing it for us. You're not, you're not doing us a favor. Our anxiety in favor. Stay in your house and come.
attend church if you want to.